Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to Inside the Firm. I am your main host who's dropping the mic. You know what? I'll relegate myself to co-host for that mistake. Might as well. And I'm here That's with a co-host move. That's a co-host move, ladies and gentlemen. I think he announces it Lance Keiko. Lance Keiko. 100%. Lance Everyone. Keiko, take it away. Give us a bow. Give us a bow. Let me tell you about Arcat, first of all. I would like to thank Arcat for sponsoring this podcast now uh, for over one year. You guys are the hey. best. You guys are the best. But Arcat has nearly 30 years of experience. Help us help you. Assisting architecture professionals in their search for the best products for their projects. Starting as a desktop reference with listings and manufacturers' catalogs, Arcat has now evolved into the number one. That's right. Not number two. Number one most used website for finding building product information. Today, Arcat is an invaluable tool for AEC professionals offering a powerful product search engine that is backed up by up-to-date CAD, BIM, and specifications. It And just as it was in 1991, Arcat offers all of this at no cost to the user and without requiring registration. So visit arcat.com today and see why architecture professionals have used it for three decades. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. Visit it. Start building better content today. Revit Rocket Chip. Com. Learn Revit at Revit Rocket Chip. Remember this because I did the majority of the videos because I'm awesome. Um, they said not only did I learn something, wow. but Al was funny while I was gaining knowledge. Seriously? Yeah. Are you lying? I was, no. He's I, telling the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I think he doesn't one, lie. I don't lie. I, I wonder if that one or not, if it if this didn't happen in that one, because I do a lot of uh, videos, um, I, I was in mid-teaching and my wife came home. And I go, and then, you know, you, you hit control L and then you hit control save. Then you pause this video to go kiss your wife. And then now you're back after you say hi to your wife. It was a cute little, little segment there. Anyways, if you want to learn RevitRocketShip.com, uh, if you want to learn Revit, go to RevitRocketShip.com. You get our template, you get our system, you get videos broken up very easily, very si- simply so that you can follow along and do things right. So you learn it the right way so you aren't charging a bunker straight up and getting shot in the head. Don't do that. You can learn better by following RevitRocketShip.com. That's it. Al, yes. the Bitcoin bull builder gore. I just have a question for you. Why does it always seem like it's down to the wire of building projects and inspections? It's a great question, but please tell the audience what question you asked me a couple days ago. Tell me my answer. Oh, tell God. me what happened. And, and just tell them what um, happened. Well, give, let me once, give me one second. I, I got to open up my Robin Hood. I got to open up my Robin Hood account yep. and I got to look at, uh, let's see here. Okay. Over the week. Yep. So the last time that Bitcoin was at under $20,000 would have been, ooh, let me get to it, uh, about 4 a.m. Yeah, about 4 a.m., 5 a.m. on December 16th. I asked Al earlier in that day. Nope. You asked me on the 15th. Oh, I did ask you on the 15th? How yep. do you know? Because you're looking up your text. I'm Al, the Bitcoin bull. Uh-huh. You just. So I asked him on the 15th, hey, 
when's he going to hit 20K? Yep. And I said, tomorrow. And you said, March? And I go, no, no, no. Because <laughs> you just misheard me somehow. Like somehow I, he heard March. I go, no, tomorrow. And then it hit, because it was hovering at 19 or below for weeks, for weeks. And then it skyrocketed through 20. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got my name, just so everyone is aware of why. Uh, but the question, why does it always seem like it's down to the wire with building projects and inspections? Yeah. I believe it's because if you don't give a due date, if you don't get a due date, people are not going to show up. Yep. And then when you give a due date, right? <clears throat> people always miss, they underestimate how much work's going to be done. Right. So in the office, we've talked to our staff multiple times, like in the beginning, when you, it's your day one and we go, how long do you think this is going to take you? And they'll say something like six hours. They're like, okay, great. You should know right now you should times that number by four because like that's say that one more time for, so we, that was fast. Say it one more time. The times by four, that that's critical. But critical, it's a critical point. Yep. So ask them how long it's going to take. They say four hours, six hours. It's literally their first month. You times that hour, you times that by four because that's what it's really going to take. Now, you know, like once you get more experienced, I, I think, I honestly think that people are often estimating by, you know, like let's, let's say it's supposed to take 10 hours, mm-hmm. right? Or, or they say 10 hours. It's going to take them 40? 12 to 18. Yeah. I don't think 12 it's, to yeah. 18. Yeah. And then you start multiplying people that are, that. Then you start multiplying the occurrence, like the number of people that that's happening to. And then I think you start to get to your times four yep. stuff. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. I like, think Jerry, didn't Jerry, shout out Jerry Boland. I swear Jerry told us that a long time ago. He was like yeah. times four. But, but, but everyone like. But, but that's for architecture work, but still. Uh, it, for, for construction work, like. I, I just did my final inspections. We can talk about this. Uh, failed them just on a couple, couple different things. Uh, one missed a GFCI out, outlet in the mudroom. Um, one in a closet. We had a uh, surface-mounted light straight up above. Can't do that. It has to be at least a foot away from uh, uh, basically your shelf. Um, the only thing you can really do is basically in that closet right above the door facing, you know, out, you can put one there apparently. Um, and then we're basically going to walk away scot-free, like maybe five, like little, little things like, Oh, cock around there. Just, you know, things like that. Right. And then he was talking to another building inspector and our deck is only like less than 30, 27 inches, something like that. Less than 30. Don't have railings on it. The stairs were four runs four or more you need railings ah. and oh and then the other one that i didn't know about was our water meter access point is in concrete now and there's two different taps two different types to it um one is for soft one is for hard we got the wrong one it's not going to come until tuesday like oops i don't know i <laughs> Uh, I'm going to ask for a TCO from, from those people. I already left the message. Um, so TCO, Al, Al, the TCO gore. God. Yep. Gore. Temporary, um, occupancy trying to get him in before Christmas. Hey man, that's the goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. That's his goal. We'll see what happens. I have no okay. idea. I got a, you got a 29.94 courtesy credit 
For, uh, for, <laughs> for, for who? From Google? From Facebook? So we... Uh, Amazon. We teased this little segment on the last episode. And uh, so I had it written here in the show notes, and the show notes say, you got a $29.94 courtesy credit. So what I got is a I got a credit posted on my Thumbtack um, profile. Oh, that's good. And I wanted to talk about how I obtained that. And I, th- I it's I, I, hey, got uh, in the last three days, three solid inquiries on Thumbtack. I know some of y'all don't like it. I know some of y'all are just too high flutin of architects to, to work with it, but we are not. So... Um, what I wanted to go through is I wanted to go through just the quick, simple, simple process of how, let's say, for instance, you respond to a you re, you respond to an inquiry, they never reply back. Or here's here's a really good example. Um, let's say you get an inquiry that says um, something to the tune of, uh, basically that they they do, somebody contacts you, they want to do some kind of addition, and you say, hey, good morning, can you tell me a little bit more about your addition? What kind of an addition? One room, two rooms, blah, blah, blah. They respond back to you and they say, I want to pop top over my garage and also have and also have a rooftop deck above that. So I'll be adding a room above garage. Let's say you tell them how much you're going to charge, which I did. Then they said, then let's say they say, okay, I will wait until I'm ready to go all in. Probably best I wait for another three years. Uh, That's a bad lead. And yeah. I think you should complain about it to Thumbtack yeah. because you have the ability. This is not a rip on Thumbtack. It is what it is. Thumbtack's great. Well, they did the right thing, it and seems they, like. These, for that particular one, they refunded. I just gave you one example, but here's how I want to walk you through the process of how you do it. So log into your Thumbtack right now. Okay, On the upper right-hand part of your screen, you're going to see, you're going to see your little profile. You're going to click on the little arrow to the right of it. It's the very far right button you can pick, top right. Click on Payments. Okay, you're still following me, right? Then you'll look below that. It says your charges, and then it says request refund. Click there, and then there's a drop-down menu about all your contacts from the last month, and you can wade through them and see which ones were like, that was a terrible lead. Don't feel don't feel bad about complaining about them for, for various reasons because I think that's a really... Because a lot of people are just... I, I, I the the beautiful thing about Thumbtack is that, like it's very easy for people to find professionals, service people, whatever to, to do things, but that kind of ease really attracts a lot of tire kickers, and I think you have mm. to be aware of that. And the t- it's okay to tire kick. I tire kick, right? Sure. Um, everybody does that. But with the example that I just gave you about the guy who said he's going to wait three years, that's unacceptable. Right. Like. Yeah. So you need to be a little bit of a filter. So watch how your money is being spent or not spent in the correct way. And don't forget, you can get the twenty nine ninety four courtesy credit. I agree. So I agree 100%. Yeah. Al, do you know three easy ways to tell that you're a good boss? Uh, if I got the mug. If you got the what? The mug. Oh, Great boss yeah, mug. yeah. Where the, where the F is my mug? Yeah. Um, that's one way. Uh, another way that I'm a, I'm a good boss, if I got the shirt and if my wife tells me. Your, your wife tells not you. Not employees, not coworkers. Wow. It's all about, right? Because they know. All incorrect. Oh, dang it. Number one, are you open to feedback? Mm. One of the toughest tests for the top-down leader is being open to feedback because this requires humility. And Al, Al was humble pie Al the other day, and oh, emotional humble. intelligence 
and both take a great deal of courage to pull off. Now, if you want to be an emotionally unintelligent person like Lance, you can argue with your business partner. He did that. But you just can't, you just can't do that with your employees. That's yeah. the difference. But uh, to, to say that, uh, let's say you do argue whatever. And who? then with who? The employees? No, no, no. Me and you. Oh, yeah. Sure. Right, right. Then you got to calm down because you might not be calm because emotions get the best of us. And then you, you have to think about it because it increases what we teach here. Your feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Your feedback loop. Because what I noticed too is like, um, because our little argument, like I told my wife about it. She's like, yeah, but do you understand where Lance is coming from? And I was like, one, don't take his fucking side. <laughs> Oops, shit is weird. You know but, what? But two, my, my, then I was like, eh, you know, like we don't, then I was like, yeah, I kind of get it. Yeah. And my wife just groans a little bit when I tell her. And then she goes, yeah, but Al's, it seems like he's kind of stressed out. And I was like, yeah, he's pretty stressed out. Yeah. Your uh, wife probably knows it's you. <laughs> and, and, and slash she knows it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. might not want to say it. But. So, so be open to feedback. Uh, good managers ask peers. And by the way, I'm reading this out of Inc.com. Uh, so it's called, the article is three ways to tell whether you're a good boss. Do this and the business will take care of itself. And this is so important if you're running a service-based business. My my God. Okay. Number one is be open to feedback. Be open to feedback. Increase your feedback loop. The faster you can increase your feedback loop, the more knowledgeable you will be. Yep. Good managers ask peers and respected individuals. Uh, when respected individual contributors, the tough question, how am I doing as a manager? And then they listen. More on that below. They are interested in receiving honest feedback so they can grow further as leaders. As a manager, the key is acting on the feedback you receive. This shows employees you care about what they have to say. This sets the tone that if they come to you with issues, questions, or concerns, they'll be heard, taken seriously, and addressed appropriately. So I feel like that's hard to do. I feel like, you know, just just to come out, how am I doing as a manager? Yeah, no kidding. Right? I think the way to do it is at their year review, half year review, is you you can start out and saying, are we giving you what you need? What do you need from us yeah, to help? Yeah, Al loves saying that. You don't because you are not a good boss. <laughs> you don't do two of the three. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, number two, they play to win as a team. Every good manager strives to have an impact, drive for results, and pull off seemingly impossible wins. But if you do it with a win-at-all-costs agenda at the expense of your people, you may have already lost respect, created silos, and alienated valued, valued employees. The better choice is to brainstorm solutions together that add value and benefit the whole team, not just those that support your own ego to come out on top. I agree. Uh, so 100% on this one, right? We have small teams between two and three people. I'm not sure we have any ones that are bigger than that for any of our projects. Um, so we treat it like a team. And one of the one of our big victories is always if like, are we through site plan review process? Yay. Are we done dealing with the bureaucrats? Um, and, and we make it a team effort. And one of the things we also try to do with that is like, I think we've mentioned this before. We have a little bell in the office, and the idea is that Al brought this up the first time with when I had the idea to do it. I was like, oh, this is a sales bell. And he's like, well, that that. Only alienates, us. It literally alienates the employees because then it's just me and Al. Mm-hmm. So the bell then became when anybody has a win, any kind of win, any kind of win whatsoever. It, it could be, it could be just a just a stupid little zoning issue or yeah. something. Get out there and ring that bell. Yep. And 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 the thing about a team is one, you aren't going to accomplish anything big without a team. 
you, you aren't going to do it by yourself. There's no way to do it. Even, even oh. these podcasters that make a bunch of money, they actually have a team. They have a support team. It might just be three, four people, but you have a team. Two, that team member is not going to be you. They aren't going to be communicating on the same level. They don't have the same experience. They don't have the, the uh, same uh, pass as you. So you have to learn how to do point one and then point two. What's the title of point two? They play to win as a team. Play to win as a team, right? So um, you just have to know because I think sometimes everyone can be frustrated with team members and you have to realize they're not, they're not you. And even if there were you, like, yeah, would you want to deal with yourself 24-7? No. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go fishing for 24 hours straight. I got to sleep. Exactly. Exactly. Wake up. Yep. Number three, last one. They listen to others. Top-down managers also have a difficult time detaching from their own inner voices to consider other voices because they think they're always right. Lance is always right. Effective bottom-up managers are present and in the moment. They listen intently to hear other people's ideas and also objections, They but they might also find solutions in each. When people feel listened to, they feel connected and supported and are more likely to be committed in, to organizational success. Here's one thing that we learned. When you're leading someone depending on the task. Let's say it's something that you know 100% how to do. You've done it a million times and you just need to get it out. You can say, hey, I need you to execute this. Here's how you execute it. There's really not much latitude in it, right? Let's, Let's just say there's something else and it's a design project or something like that. You could say, hey, I need you to do it. Here's the order. Here's what's 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 going on. But you actually have some latitude to figure it out. And you have to tell them the, de- the degree of latitude that they have. And, and that's the key there. That's the key there is you, you know, there, because it's, there are times when the, it is prescriptive, right? Right. But let's say they've done something 10 times and you tell them, you know, like, again, here you go. You have no latitude. And then they say, Hey, wait, I've done this 10 times. We should do this before that. You have to be okay with listening be like okay you have now done this 10 times i'm sure you know and the the what i would add to that is technology is changing so fast um whatever law that is i can't remember what moore's law yes yeah with due to moore's law that you have i think you're gonna have to be prepared like let's say you do something 10 times in a row and there is no there isn't there isn't the the example that alex talked about in the sense of this employee is is starting to realize a different, a better way because of internal reasons and then working it. But what if there's an external thing that comes in and they go like, look, there's a new tool that's out and we should really consider using it because it's going to do this, that, and the other. That is, that is probably one of my biggest fears as a business owner is us not keeping up with the technology and embracing it when it comes out and, and, but then also not jumping on it over, you know, too much. So it's a fine line of riding that sort of bleeding, bleeding edge of where you should be out with stuff. But yep. man, you, you got to be there. Or you're just going to get left in the dust. You know why you're going to get left in the dust? You're going to be like the person that says, I'm going to continue uh, drawing with AutoCAD and not go to RevitRocketShit.com. You should probably do that. That's crazy. That's, that's nuts. You should make that happen. Uh, man, we have a special... Special episode today because we have two, count them, two uh, check-ins from our best friend, Nick Renard with Nick Reads. Here's number one. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. 
a reading. A free America means just this. Individual freedom for all, rich or poor, or else the system of government we call democracy is only an expedient to enslave man to the machine and make him like it. Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> I guess he wasn't such a douche after all. Merry Christmas, friends. Toodles! Awesome. I, I, so everybody should know that Nick, when he sent this to us this morning, he titled it like the actual MP4. FLW, not a complete douche. There you go. <laughs> I'm guessing it has to do with the fact that what he like he ran around and cheated on his women and just like was like a bankrupt guy. He was like bankrupt. He wore a cape too. Come on, I don't know. Ooh, that kind of redeems him. That totally redeems him. I don't know. It's like it's like wearing a top hat. People are wearing a top hat these days. I don't trust you. I'm running. I'm running away from you. Fair. And now Nick is back one more time. Say Merry Christmas to Al. Apparently. Wow, I'm flattered. Best friends, are you a growing studio like we are at Dig? Are you hiring people with rabbit experience only to find out they don't use the tool like you do? Are you losing time and money? Well, friends, that's a problem. And it's one we shared with you until we invested in Revit Rocket Ship. That's right, friends, Revit Rocket Ship. Revit Rocket Ship is officially the unofficial training method for all new hired dig teammates. It gives us a great foundation to build on and gets our team modeling in Revit with the same methodology oh so quickly. Plus, the Revit Rocket Ship package comes with all this really cool bonus stuff and a personalized autograph headshot from Al Gore. The short, cool one. And friends, I can't believe I'm doing this. Al is not going to be a happy camper, but for an unlimited time, and for my best friends, if you use the promo code DIG at checkout, free high fives for life. And upon hitting the buy now button, if you reach up in the air with a hand extended for a high five and yell out Revit Rocket Ship, I will stop what I'm doing in my studio in sunny Jacksonville, Florida. Reach up, receive that high five, and send one right back to you. How's that for a deal? Revit Rocket Ship. One hell of a foundation to build your studio on. A message from a currently unpaid spokesman. And I'm not entirely sure the promo code thingy will work, but go ahead and try it anyway. Wow. That is hilarious. I had no <laughs> idea he was doing that. Oh, that was good. It was actually well written. Like it was compelling. Just, like he's he buys he has bought Revit Rocket Ship, he uses it. Everything he says is true. Besides the promo code, obviously. <laughs> I don't know how we track that. Nick, we got another one. High fives are coming your way. Yeah, yeah. But he'll be there waiting in spirit with his hand up the majority of the time. The majority of the time from sunny fives. from sunny Jacksonville. Nick is unpaid. We did send him and his family a bunch of swag one day uh, last, year. last year. It was like a, and I bring it up because it's hilarious because he did mention sunny Jacksonville, Florida. Because we bought him a sweatshirt, didn't we? Yeah, sweatshirt. Lance, Lance, Lance sweatshirt, sweatshirt. And he's like, what am I going to use this for? And I'm like, all right, I guess it is Florida. I, did, yeah. I mean, come on, Nick. 
tomorrow it's going to be 43 degrees when you wake up. That's sweatshirt weather. Yeah, it is. You Look are not in shorts, on. sir. Exactly. I don't even have to mention River Rock Nick did it for us. Wow. That was amazing. Wow. I would, if I was listening, I would want some free high fives. I can almost feel them in my hand right now. His high fives are solid. Yeah. They're really, really good. Uh, that's all we got, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm not sure we have anything else. I'm not sure if we will have anything next week. Um, possibly. Jeez, Christmas Eve is on the 24th. Ew. We'll have Maybe. to see if we can sneak one in. But yep. that's all we got for now. Al, do you have anything? Nope. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas if we don't talk to you. If we do, we'll say Merry Christmas again. That's what we got. See you uh, maybe next week. 